What is up, everybody? Welcome into episode seven of Locked On Tigers. I am your host, Chris Castellani. Tigers played a spring training game yesterday against the Boston Red Sox. They won 13 to nine, scored a lot of runs. I'll talk about some of the individual performances here to start off the show. Not a, a ton to focus in on. C.J. Crone having a very good spring right now. Homered yesterday in the first inning, hit a three-run shot. Currently has a 1,200 OPS in the spring. Nico Goodrum continues to hit as well. 429 batting average in spring right now. Drove in a run, scored two yesterday, and went two for three along the way in the Tigers' 13-9 win. Nico Goodrum is okay. And for this team, that's a major compliment. I would say in, as far as returning players, guys coming back from a season ago, Nico Goodrum, in terms of position players, is the closest thing that the Tigers have to a definitively good ball player. He's not great by any means. I wouldn't even say he's really good. But there is a spot on most major league ball clubs for Nico Goodrum. Not at starting shortstop, which is where he's going to be to begin this year for the Tigers, but there's a spot somewhere on most major league clubs. I I, I actually like him. I think he's a solid ball player. Uh, I, I hope he can stay healthy. Injuries plagued him a little bit. Uh, at points over the last two years, but he's he's a solid enough player with a lot of upside. I like his athleticism. They seem to like him quite a bit at shortstop. To me, he's still unproven, but he is a very good athlete, and I think his his upside at short is much greater than his upside as an outfielder. You know, gave a full effort as an outfield outfielder, but was just not great at reading balls off the bat, not great at taking routes in the outfield, and I think that cost him, though I do give him credit for for filling a position that he probably wasn't comfortable with over these last several years, which it seems like a lot of guys have had to fill roles that they haven't been comfortable with lately, sadly. You know, you had Brandon Dixon playing left field last year, so there wasn't much doubt before, but if there was any at all regarding whether or not Nico Goodrum was going to be this team's opening day shortstop, I think his performance in the spring thus far has answered that question. Nico Goodrum is going to be the starting shortstop this season. Scope will be the starting second baseman, and Crone will be starting at first. I think that's pretty much uh, written in stone at this point. I will, in the second segment, talk about uh, what the hell is going on with the third base position because it seems to be a a two-man race right now between Jamer Candelario and Dowell Lugo. I'll talk about that here in just a few minutes. Ivan Nova pitched yesterday for the Tigers, got thrashed three innings, seven hits, five earned runs, zero walks, two strikeouts. This was a signing that, like even in taught by Tiger standards, kind of flew under the radar. I think when he got signed, it was like a really busy news day or something. And because of that, I even know Tigers fans who forgot that Detroit signed him in the offseason. I mean, really, you know, why does it matter? Ivan Nova is... Ivan Nova is, he's a major league pitcher. He's definitely that. He has pitched in the major leagues. He's pitched for the better part of 10 years now. 4.32 career ERA, 89 and 76 record. Whip not great, a 1355 whip. Led the league in two categories last year. Led the league in, in games started with 34 and led the American League in hits allowed with 225. Has not had a terrible career. I think he'll probably be a disaster here. I'm, like, I'm just being honest. I feel like I say that a lot and I should stop. I'm just being honest. Like, when am I not honest? I'm honest all the time. I'm honest to a fault. But in reality, Ivan Nova is a guy who benefits 
by having a really good defense behind him. This upcoming iteration of the Detroit Tigers will be many things. Defensively astute will not be one of them. I mean, this is a the definition of a pitch-for-contact guy. And Ivan Nova averaged 5.5 strikeouts per nine innings last year. You know what 5.5 strikeouts per nine innings will typically get you in 2020 Major League Baseball? It'll get you a bus ticket to AAA. But he's a, he's, a, he's a contact guy, gives up a lot of hits. In fairness to him, he is durable, does pitch a lot of innings. He's not incapable of pitching good baseball. In fact, had a really solid stretch last year. Like I, I, I have kind of this theory that Chris Illich only watches the Tigers. And so like if somebody performs well against the Tigers, he'll say, hey, that's our guy. And Ivan Nova fits into that conspiracy. At one point last year, had a seven-start stretch in which he was 5-1 and one with a 0.94 ERA, had some very good starts, a complete game against the Marlins, and uh, another uh, complete game against the Astros where he allowed one unearned run. I mean, against the Astros, that's really impressive. The start before that, eight scoreless innings against Detroit. You know, kind of got rocked after that, but seemed like in the second half, I guess, he kind of figured things out. I don't know. I, I, I had a feeling this would be the type of pitcher the Tigers would sign. And I under, look, I understand the process. I understand they're not even attempting to be good. It's just, but that doesn't mean I can't be frustrated by it. Like, I don't believe in the notion that we as fans have to sit back and watch them sign bargain bin free agent after bargain bin free agent, and we have to just sit there and take it and not be frustrated. I, when when this signing was announced, I said, God, I knew they were going to sign this guy. Bargain bin signing doesn't bring much to the table. And people said, well, he'll give you innings. He stinks. He gives up a ton of runs. He's a contact pitcher with a defense that is terrible. In what way is this a good signing? What's going to happen here? There's no way this is going to turn out well. I'm telling you. What's the date right now? Uh, you're pro- you're listening to this on March 5th. This is going to be a bad signing. He's not going to be good here. Drives me nuts. I've been ta- trying to talk about this for two months. People saying, well, you know, he'll fill up a spot in the rotation. Man, Ryan Carpenter filled up a spot in the rotation. That doesn't make him good. I'm tired of this. Get guys who can pitch. Get hitters who can hit. Get guys who can play. Please. I got nothing here. We're, we're, we're three weeks out from opening day. I'm stuck here talking about Ivan Nova. And I'm sure he's a wonderful guy. I'm sure he's got a, a great clubhouse presence. Maybe he'll teach the young pitchers something. Who knows? But he's not going to scare anybody, which would be which would be one, which would would be be fine right? in theory. Like, at, at this point, the Tigers' idea, if they're not going to sign anybody who's worth anything, if you're going to sign these pitchers and position players to one, two-year contracts, the idea is... You flip them at the deadline for prospects. That's kind of that's the the art of the tank. Say we will about the 2018 signings with Leonis Martin and Francisco Liriano and Mike Fires. They flipped them. They got something back. Probably not anything good. I don't know what the hell Logan Shore's up to. Willie Castro is he still even in professional baseball? I don't know. Got him in the Martin deal, but they flipped him. No one's gonna take Ivan Nova at the deadline. There's nothing appealing about you. Oh, he eats up innings. No, here's the thing. Every good major league team 
has guys who can do a whole lot more than just eat up innings. So he's probably going to be here all year with a defense that is sporadic at best and abysmal at worst. Wonderful. Fantastic. Nothing against the guy personally. I'm sure he's great. I'm tired. I've been spread pretty thin this week. I've been very busy, so forgive me for my ranting. I guess the first official rant of the the Locked On Tigers era. I got more out of that than I thought I would, believe it or not. All right, just a second. We're going to discuss the third baseman battle coming into this season between Dowell Lugo and Jamer Candelario, two Titans. Uh, the the duel of our time, the, the competition of our time. This is the, the ultimate duel to define all duels. Not since Alexander Hamilton versus Aaron Burr have we seen a duel between such heavyweights. So we're going to talk about that here in just a second. All right, we're back. And right off the bat, I want to credit Jay Markle, whose thread on Twitter was the inspiration for this segment. Follow him. He is the site co-expert at Motor City Bengals. You can follow him at jmarkle underscore mbc. That's at j-a-y-m-a-r-k-l-e underscore m-c-b. He had a great thread regarding the current predicament that the Tigers find themselves in as they desperately try to find a somewhat serviceable third baseman for 2020. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I am going to kind of give you cliff notes. Again, these are all his thoughts. These were not things I wrote down. These were him. Please follow him on Twitter and support him. I really thought that this was uh, well articulated. Basically what he's saying is that, and I'm you know going to paraphrase and take some liberties here. Basically what he's saying is Dowell Lugo and Jamer Candelaria aren't performing right now. They haven't performed really with the exception of the occasional, you know, moment by Jamer late in 2017 and through parts of 2018. Uh, neither one of these guys has performed particularly well uh, in their time in Detroit, and neither one of them looks like they want the third baseman position right now. So our friend Jay laid out a couple options of what the Tigers can do. The least likely option would be they let Isaac Paredes, who is a key piece to this farm system right now, is believed to be the third baseman of the future. They let him try to win the spot. Once he, if, if he comes back from his arm injury and performs strongly, Jay points out he's already on the 40-man roster. They intend to keep him, or I'm, I'm sorry, they intend to give him the job eventually. And as Jay says, why not give him a shot? Fair. Unlikely, as Jay said, but fair. Option two, go out and try to get another bargain bin free agent. Jay brings up the ideas of Scooter Jeanette, Jung Ho Gong, Addison Russell, though that would bring a lot of baggage, obviously. Option three, you open up the competition to everyone in the organization and see if something interesting comes out of that, whether it be, as Jay points out, Panero or Harold Castro or Dixon. Maybe one of these guys will hit in spring and you can get them to be your third baseman to start the season. Option four, you break the glass on Jordy Mercer, who is kind of the, I think, the backup shortstop that's trying to possibly fill the role that Pete Cosma filled two years ago for the Tigers. Had a fairly solid end to last season. The coaches like him. He's been around a long time. That could be a possibility. And then there's option five. You just roll with the Jamer and Lugo uh, on kind of on rotation, hoping that one of them uh, takes this position and you give him 
the the uh, majority of the playing time at third base. Before I tell you what I think the Tigers are going to do, I got to point out something right away. Jamer Candelario and Dowell Lugo would be put on waivers for any other major league team. And they're out of options, I believe, with both of those guys. They would either have to make the opening day roster and stay there, or they'd be put on waivers if they were ever sent down again. So the Tigers are in a really difficult spot with both those guys right now. They haven't made things easier on the organization by, you know, doing things that normal Major League Baseball players do, like hitting and fielding. Both of these guys are lucky that they play for this team. There is no other team in baseball that these guys would be contending for a starting third baseman spot. Now, what what do I think the Tigers will do? I think they're going to go with option five that Jay laid down. I think they're going to try to roll with Lugo and Candy in a rotation, hoping that one of them you know, takes uh, takes the spot and takes over as the everyday third baseman, at least for the short term, until Paredes is ready to go. I don't think the Tigers want to lose either one of these guys, at least for the short term. So I think they're going to roll with both of them and just, you know, cross their heart and hope that one of these guys does something in the first half this year to make that infield somewhat serviceable. Because if there is, look, I'll say this. If there is one thing offensively and and defensively as well that I can point to for the Tigers and say, you know what? That's not terrible. That's passable. That's serviceable. I think the shortstop, second base, and first base positions with Goodrum, Scope, and Crone is pretty solid. It's not great. It's not going to win a division. You know, a, a really good team would not have an infield like that. But, hey, those three, not too bad. That third base position is where you're going to take a huge hit. Because this team was already going to be bad. But when you look around the league, I think right now there are more stud third basemen in the major leagues than there has been at any point in Major League Baseball in a long time. In Arenado, Rendon, Bregman, Jose Ramirez. I mean, take your pick. Chris Bryant. It's unbelievable the depth that this league is seeing at third baseman right now. And the Tigers have Dowell Lugo and Jamer Candelario fighting for a spot. So I think they'll probably go with option five. I think they're going to give these guys, have these guys on a long leash. They're going to hope that one of them takes the role. And then the second that Isaac Paredes is ready, one of them, I would guess Jamer probably, is uh, going to bite the dust, sadly. All right, well, we've reached the end of the show. Uh, I feel I was kind of cranky in this one. I, I didn't mean to be. Like I said, it's been, a, it's been a long week and I'm tired. Tomorrow will be a better show because I'll be answering your questions. Now, I, I'm, I've realized recently that I sometimes, I answer a lot of questions and I respond to a lot of tweets on my own personal Twitter, so my suggestion is, if you have a question for Friday's Mailbag Show, either email it to me at LockedOnTigers at gmail.com, or just send it to me directly in a tweet to my LockedOnTigers account, that's at LockedOnTigers. Now, you can also, and I encourage you to follow me on Twitter, at Castellani2014, that's at castellani two o one four follow me on that platform uh, you can find us on apple podcast go ahead and leave a review a positive review would be uh, uh, very kind of I've, I've read several already you guys are amazing thank you so much for listening and bearing with me today this was uh this was a strange show and uh shout out to jay markle i thought that was a really uh, a really wonderful thread that he had on twitter so please go follow him thank you for listening guys have a great rest of your day and go tigers